At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Wednesday night, live from the Circus Sportsbook. That is Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Got ourselves a couple of big games going on in college basketball. Big names, maybe not big matchups, but still worth noting. We'll get to those. Got some big-time NBA games. Miami Heat on the road as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, leading by double figures right now. Against the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks are losing again. Ching, ching. Let's make that, uh, let's get that under just solidified and put our feet up. Uh, so, got a lot going on. The conference tournaments have started. Just, it's a great time, Sean. Sean was out golfing with Banksy today. I was. It was a beautiful day here in Las Vegas. Tremendous I day. mean, it was tremendous. So, great day for me. <clears throat> now we're here. Let's help the people make some money. Did you 76ers uh, look like the real deal with the addition of James Harden? Third game in a row, he's played and uh, been outstanding. And they look like a team that is capable of winning the East. So, if you guys are looking at NBA futures, maybe that Sixers train is one you should get on right now before it gets to going too fast. Plus 370 probably is going to look really good. They end up with the one seed. James Harden tonight, 24 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds as we speak right now at 240 to go as the Sixers closing out the Knicks and uh, looking to get that cover as well. We're we're on border of cover town, uh, laying 10 and a half for the 76ers in that one. But uh, the potential NV, NBA MVP, the leader in the clubhouse, Joel Embiid, 27 points, 12 rebounds tonight, a couple of blocks as, uh, yeah, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, you know, hard to say they didn't improve with, uh, with that trade. Yes, they lost... Seth Curry and some size with Andre Drummond, but they were they were getting nothing from Ben Simmons, literally nothing. And uh, you bring in James Harden, and wow, you know what's what's amazing is magically he's you know he's he's in back in shape and he's healed, he's ready to go, he's motivated. Well, so. the relationship is healthy, so. <laughs> He was in Brooklyn for like 15 minutes. But I mean, that's where he wanted to go. But, but think about when he got there, what he encountered. You know, especially this year. You know, all of a sudden, the, the whole Kyrie debacle and, you know, having to live through that and then Durant getting hurt. He didn't sign up for that. He went to Brooklyn to have less of a load, not to have to carry a team 
and babysit. And that's ultimately what ended up happening. And you know, having said that, from a betting perspective, the odds makers seem to be catching up with the run of favorites. I think four of the eight games today, favorites were double digits or, or more. So it's making it difficult, you know, just to, to, to take the Sixers over the, the Knicks. You know they're going to win, but are mm-hmm. they going to win by 11? You know, it's, 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 it's very interesting now regarding NBA basketball and wagering. But favorites seem to still be doing pretty good post-All-Star break. You know, I heard something, and this is a, a discussion to have with, uh, with JVT or, uh, you know, someone at another time. But it was, I think it was Zach Lowe on his podcast, ESPN Zach Lowe, talking about, you know, last year, if you think back to the downfall of the Sixers, Joel Embiid played out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And when he went to the bench and they brought in, like, Greg Monroe, it was, like, minus 12 for three minutes. And the depth at center could be could be concerning. We'll see what they ultimately do there. Uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't have traded Andre Drummond in order to get James Harden. I'm not saying that. Uh, but that's just something to, to keep an eye on well, there. Well, look at it a little differently, though. The bench, to me, is more about the regular season than it is the postseason. Well, I but, mean, when the postseason comes, your, your starters have to log major I, minutes. No, but I understand that. But Joel Embiid, in Game 7 uh, last year, had 45 minutes, and he was plus, like, two or three. He went to the bench for three minutes, mm-hmm. and they were minus 12. Well, that's because you're playing three on five now. Because obviously his replacement is is a downgrade, but Ben Simmons is still out there, who at the time was refusing to shoot the basketball. That is true. That <laughs> so, is true. Yeah, the fact that into that number. <laughs> so Sixers. By the way, he still hasn't played for the Nets. Sixers uh, <laughs> taking care of business right now, leading by 14. We'll see if they ultimately get that cover. Uh, but a monster third quarter for the Sixers, outscoring the Knicks 38 to 19. And this would be loss number 37. Two losses away from actually three losses away from clinching the under for the season, which uh, JVT gave us his two favorite plays preseason Knicks under T wolves over both look great. Both are going to hit with, uh, with, with ease. So, so Puck Thomas is in a sweat right now. Yeah, what so do we got tonight? I in game bet the Rangers <laughs> blues when it was three, three, I took the Rangers to win the game in regulation. I got plus 298. Great odds. So the Rangers are now up 4-3. Four minutes, 50 seconds left. But we can't go to overtime. We have to win in regulation. So hopefully that gets done. And we also have the Predators tonight. Puck line versus the Kraken. Let's get it done, Nashville. That game uh, just about to start. So we'll get that game on here in the studio. So laying it on the road with the Nashville yeah, Predators. Yeah, it's playing the Kraken. Come yeah. on. Uh, for They're me, more concerned with you know, what the GM is saying about Russell Wilson being the quarterback next year. This was, uh, yeah, we, we'll get to that too. Uh, this is a tricky day for me. I, I really didn't like the board. Um, I know last night, hopefully I talked you off of it. Notre Dame? Oh, I yeah. told you. Don't trust that team. They're bad. And they play in a terrible conference. Yeah, I left it long. Yeah. Uh, they lost outright, Notre Dame did, despite I think like 80-some-odd percent of the public being on Notre Dame. They were up five at the half, too. Uh, they they closed. This is crazy. They closed three and a half. They were one and a half last night, got up to two and a half most of the day, closed three and a half, and they lose outright at Florida State without, I think Florida State was missing their three or four top leading scores. I mean, they've been snake bitten. Leonard Hamilton's a tremendous coach, uh, but Notre Dame's just not that good. Uh, Hopefully they get in the tournament. I'm a Notre Dame fan, but fade them in the first round of the NCAA tournament and don't bet them on the road. Uh, I would do that. So uh, Jim uh, Jim Root last night, he said his favorite play was under in the Indiana-Rutgers game. 
this was, I was sitting, so Jim's sitting right over there. Right. He's, uh, he's going to join us in studio later on in the show. This game was on about to be just a absolutely horrifying beat for underbackers. It was 61 to 58. They throw a pass, a terrible pass, and Rutgers gets fouled. And it was, he, I guess it was deemed a hard foul because he swung. So you had one and one and then a flagrant two. So you get free throws and the ball back for Indiana. It's now 63-60. Obviously, Indiana's going to hit a three-pointer because that's just going to happen. But Ron Harper Jr. is the savior for any underbetter out there, anyone who followed our good friend Jim Root. I did. Uh, thankfully, Ron Harper Jr. comes through with the big three. Rutgers gets another quad one victory. They are a team we'll talk to Jim about. I don't know what to do with it. Actually, we'll talk to Brad about it. Brad Evans is going to join us. He's a bracketologist. They have a ton of good wins. They've got a lot of bad losses. I don't know what to do with Rutgers. Uh, I bet them on the money line tonight. Good, Nice. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, though, because we were golfing, but I was happy with the result. Yeah, they won 66 to 63, so a big one there. Um, yeah, I've got a little bit on LSU plus five and a half, tied at the half against Arkansas. Uh, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling with DePaul tonight, uh, going against my Shaka boys, my Marquette. And the right. reason being, because right. they're laying points. What did I say? You I like Shock as a road dog. As a road dog. He's yeah. a road favorite tonight. Yes. But they're up four at the half. So we got some got some work to do there for the Blue Demons. And then uh, I put a little bit on Minnesota. We talked about that last night. Tricky spot for the Terps. Uh, Terps have looked strong so far. Lead by four at the half. So uh, we will see as the uh, as the night goes on. Uh, good news for uh, for our future that we talked about last night. The Bryant Bulldogs moving on to the semifinals. Nice. We needed that. Uh, chalk prevailed in that conference tournament. So uh, we are we are on to the semifinals. That'll be on Saturday afternoon. So setting the stage for uh, for today. How about the Heat? Miami Heat going into Milwaukee tonight. They're leading 113 to 106 are the Miami Heat. They are still the top team in, uh, in the Eastern Conference. And... Uh, this would be a really impressive performance to go on the road, four and a half point underdog, Sean, and to get this win. There's a, there's a lot of people out there uh, not fully buying in on this Miami Heat team. Uh, I, I think there's it's fair to say when you think about. I just think they're built for the regular season. I don't know that they're built for the playoffs. I just think their lack of a real superstar is an issue in the East. Like they don't have a Giannis, they don't have an Embiid, they don't even have a Harden. You know, they don't have a Durant. Like, I just think when you look at all those other teams, they have, like, that marquee, I know I've seen him get it done before guy, and the Heat don't. Again, I think they're a team that's more regular season-centric than they are postseason. I know they had to run, but, again, I don't count anything that happened in the bubble. What Did, did you have a terrible, like, betting situation in the bubble? Why, why does it – did they – were they 48-minute games? Did they play with a basketball? Did they play 10-feet no. hoops? Well, for me, it was the pause in the season that kind of makes me not count, you know, those. Not Well, I mean, you can't not count them because they actually happen. But right. not give them as much you almost, credence you as a, I would if it would have been regular. Did you have a Bucks future or something that year? And, and they, no. I mean, the, the Bucks were incredibly weak. They, they came out. They weren't mentally tough enough. I'm not saying it's worth more because there was no home court elements down there, but... To me, I think it is challenging. What do you got? Win? 
Rangers. There you go. Empty netter. Five to three. Boom. There you go. So I'm trying to figure this out and give me let me know because I want to in-game bet this Connecticut Creighton game, but I'm not sure which side I should be on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to watch it as I watch the hockey game. Uh, what do you you have any suggestions, Aaron? Yeah, you guys I, watch anybody have, back there watching Connecticut Creighton? I have a great suggestion. If you guys are listening or watching the show, hit me up on Twitter right quick. Tell me, should I in-game bet UConn Creighton and which side should I take? I mean, do you realize the phrase you just said? I'm trying to in-game bet this UConn Creighton game, but I haven't watched any of it. Don't bet it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling, ashtray. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over. To zyn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside the pondering Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Yeah, I don't think the app wants me to... Uh... Well, the game's going on right now. Right, that's called in-game betting, right? You have to wait till there's a break, and then they put the in-game line up. No, oh, that's not how it works. I mean, it is, but... You could bet during basketball, during the course of the action. It just changes based on the score. Okay. And the well, time. Pull up your app. For my, some reason, they're all locked on this one. Because the game's going on. <laughs> well, I know hockey, they don't stop it when the game's going on. So, maybe it's just a college basketball thing. And if you're, I'm new to the app, if so you're you probably to, know more than I football do. football game, like when they go to break, that's <clears> when they put up the in-game lines. Well, hockey, they don't wait for breaks, like... It's always evolving and changing. Okay. During the course of the action. I know Mr. Mr. In-game better now. Mr. Mr. 
uh, new age. Life is about evolution. You are evolving. Yes. Creighton leading 52 to 50 in uh, in a game. The total's show. 129 and a half, but it's locked, so I can't bet it. All right. Well, wait till once again. Yeah, probably. Even you know, know, listening sometimes. I know it's not a strength of yours, but when it goes to a break, then they'll put the odds up. You can bet it. Doesn't match up with our hard outs, though. So, like, we're live, and they're at a break. Oh, that stops you before. Well, I don't go on my phone on the app, like, when we're live for TV. I mean. One thing, if I have a bed in to sweat it, it's another thing to be searching <laughs> for a bed to put <laughs> Oh, man. Um, and if listening is not one of my stresses, what the hell are you ranking yours one to terrible? I listen to you. I just... I mean, I choose. Just move on. I choose to utilize those Whatever. suggestions, and I, you know, like when you say, "I'll give you." I took your Gonz- advice yesterday. I'll I bet, give you I bet, Gonzaga, and bet, you get the field, and I'll say, yeah, and I'll I say, bet Morehead State to win their conference and Missouri State to win their conference. So that was some advice that you. I didn't were, have. I didn't you tell and Jim you, said that. I didn't yesterday. tell you Missouri. I, Morehead State is. I mean, they've got a chance. They're on the other side well, of the bracket. I just wrote down everything when you and Tim, uh, Jim were having your conversation yesterday. I, like I always do, we have guests. Here. I write it all down. I didn't bet Morehead State. I said I did. I, I didn't know. say you did. So I took Morehead State at plus 800. And Missouri State, they had fell a little bit from plus 400 that I wrote down. They only had plus 375. Yeah, you had to I got them at. look around. Um, Missouri State's an interesting one in the Missouri Valley. They're in the other mm-hmm. side of the bracket. Of Loyola Chicago, uh, so I'm going to bet VCU, they, Arkansas, and Tennessee to win as well. Those will be. You're going to bet both Arkansas and Tennessee. Yep. I don't know if you're going to get a ton of value there on that. Yeah. Well, we'll wait till the bracket comes out. If they're on the same. No, side I'm talking of the about bracket. for the SEC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait till the SEC tournament bracket comes out. Yeah, they won't give me odds until they do. I understand that. Right. I'm saying, but don't just bet Arkansas and Tennessee if they're on the same side of the bracket. Like it. If you're going to bet, you know, two teams, hope that they can meet in the championship game. I mean, what are they going to be? They're both going to be eight to one or better, right? Mm. Most likely. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Arkansas. If I don't like the odds, I Arkansas won't. Arkansas might be a little shorter. But I was presuming they both like would be v- six, six to one, six, seven, eight to one. VCU will be interesting. I, I think VCU, um, you know, we, you, you asked Jim about it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to Patrick Stevens earlier this week. I think Patrick Stevens. Tennessee 325, Arkansas 800. I think Arkansas is interesting. Once again, wait. Let's wait. I would wait, and personally, this isn't. This is just me. But with conference tournaments, I would wait until I see the bracket. How do I like it? You know, for instance, like the Missouri Valley Conference bracket comes out that starts this week. I wouldn't play Loyola or Northern Iowa because they're the two favorites and they're going to play each other in the semifinals. Right. That's why I think Missouri State is an interesting one. Yeah, we talked on about the other side of the bracket. Yeah, that's why I wrote it now. Yeah, so. Yeah. I just I like the way I want to take a look at brackets before. Same thing with Chattanooga and Sanford. Yeah, Chattanooga and Sanford, opposite sides. I don't know of the why bracket. you're talking to me like I wasn't here yesterday when we did this whole breakdown. People are listening. Oh, okay. You, you know, I, I mean, I love talking to you, but we uh, we also talk to the people. All right, you just I kind of got like this connotation that you're explaining to me. Like I was here yesterday. I heard it. I wrote it down. I also didn't tell you to bet Morehead State. Listen, we had a college basketball expert on. He, he just, so I listened to the college basketball expert. You, he's coming back on the show tonight. Yeah. I don't know if he would have advised it. I think it was more of a, 
if you were to bet someone other well, than hey, bet's in, Murray uh, State. Hey, you can't do it now. Can't do anything about it. Well, Godspeed. Keep your fingers crossed. I will keep my fingers crossed. I hope that it comes home. By the way, LSU leading Arkansas right now by seven. So hopefully that uh, that continues. And Ooh, I bet uh, I can get a good number on Arkansas money line right now. <laughs> At home, pig suey. Yep. You also like Notre Dame on the road, so. Yeah. And I told you. That wasn't really one of my, well, again, that was more of a bet against Florida State. I mean, Florida State just got waxed by Boston College, you know. So I just, they don't have anything to play for. But, uh, I mean. But, I mean, the good news. Same Notre Dame team that beat Kentucky, you know, laid an egg today. In December. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same Notre Dame team that's going to be the two seed in the ACC tournament. But, you know, once again, that, that stellar conference, that is the Atlantic Coast Conference. I do think, by the way. Duke minus 125, and I know, I think Matt Eumann's put it out there. That's a good bet. Uh, if you can get it anywhere in that range to win the ACC Conference Tournament, it's in, it's in you know, Brooklyn, but if Duke is motivated, I don't, I don't see who's beating them in this conference tournament. This is last year for Coach K, obviously. You know, they're playing for the possibility of being a one seed. I still don't think that's likely, but it could happen if they – Run the table and have they're deserving. If they if they win the ACC tourney, even though they're not playing, you know anybody of significance from a, a, a tier standpoint, you just got to look at the fact that they'll be what thirty one and four, thirty two and four, something like that, with wins over Kentucky and Gonzaga on neutral courts. Yeah, I think that's, that if that's not a one seed, I'm not sure what is, especially if Gonzaga's going to be a one. Well. Here's the thing. Baylor has 12 quad one wins, and right. they'll, they'll get more as it goes on. Uh, Arizona just obliterated USC. Gonzaga's going to pick up two qua- more quad one wins here in town. They're going to beat San Francisco, and they're going to beat St. Mary's. So I agree. Duke is likely going to beat North Carolina on Saturday, and then they'll beat – they should win the conference tournament, so they'll finish, I think, 30-4. and four. Right. That's pretty darn good. It's good. Uh What hurts them, though, and I know you laugh at it, in the top 15 of the net rankings, exactly one team has a quad three loss, and that's Duke. So you can't lose bad games, and that that hurts them. It dings them. They're still going to be a two seed. They still are viable to win the national championship. I just think it's an uphill battle for them to get a one seed. And I just – I always push back on this because, like, I'm just – that's the kind of person I am. I don't really go with the status quo. Like, if I think – the system's flawed, like there's a, a defect in the algorithm. I don't think it's a flawed and, system. And, the ACC and, stinks. If the ACC so was on, if the ACC had you UNC. You just said you know how to listen. Can you hear me out for a second, please? I just think when you look at the fact that they, what was the score of Duke, Kentucky? I mean, it was a double-digit win by them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and that yeah. counts. And then you beat Gonzaga, neutral court game, packed they beat, house. They beat Kentucky by eight, and they beat Gonzaga by three. So but those are all right. very, very good. So wins. you have to take into account over the course of a year, conference games. We're talking about the three conference games. Duke lost, but combined four points. Doesn't matter. Two one point losses. But and are, a, it's just when you're dealing with a team full of freshmen like Duke is, for the most part, I mean, they're going to have some off nights in conference. And that's fine. And they could win the championship. And I think they're very worthy of betting them at 14 or 12 to one. But when you're arguing about seeding, the computers and, and your resume, it doesn't matter. You lost to bad teams. And well, losing they can to make bad them a five seed. I'm fine with it. It doesn't really matter to They'll me. They'll be a two seed. I mean, wherever they're seated, they got to win the same amount of games as anybody else. They want to win championships. And that's what I've been saying the whole time. They're going to be a two I seed. Just, 
don't think anyone goes undefeated in college and hell. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide includes advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Hoops Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. Head over to VEASAN.com slash madness. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. How about that? The Bucks came back and won. <laughs> 120 to 119. Uh, the Bucks get the win. Uh, still, the Heat do get the cover, but uh, really nice comeback win there from the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be interesting. Miami's going to have to really create an identity late in games. Like when you hear them talk about their team, it's Tyler Hero as six man award and those kind of things. Like they got to find somebody that can close out games. Well, uh, Let's head to Indianapolis as the NFL Combine is going on, and we bring on J.P. Finley uh, from 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Also covers the Washington football team, the Commanders, uh, for NBC Sports Washington. Um, You know, it's funny. We were just chatting off air uh, briefly, J.P. So far out there in Indianapolis, you know, this this is the time, right? This is the time for beat reporters like yourself to get great insight, and it's kind of been... Buzzless. What what's what's been uh, the temperature out there in Indianapolis? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Timmy. It, it, it's honestly, it, it's there's all this talk of you know these big trades for the top quarterbacks, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but it's kind of become apparent that those aren't going to happen. I don't think. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have odds on if if Rodgers actually gets traded. And I imagine it's overwhelming that he won't. And then Pete Carroll from the Seahawks came on the podium today and said, we have no intention of trading Russ Wilson. And as much as everybody lies in the NFL this time of year, I believe him. And so for me as a commander's reporter, when it's totally obvious that they need to upgrade at the quarterback position, the the big wild card is Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen with Houston. But honestly, I mean, everybody I've checked in with kind of on and off record is that the whole league is waiting to figure out what's going to happen kind of over the course of this next month before his legal situation and it it will be resolved. So I I think kind of if, when anything happens with Watson, it's going to be closer to the draft. And, And, you know, in the meantime, here at the combine, a ton of the focus turns to what is considered by the talent evaluators to be a, a, a subpar quarterback class headlined by a guy that's ready right now, but might have a relatively low ceiling and Kenny Pickett, or a guy that's definitely not ready right now, but has a high ceiling and Malik Willis. You know, it's interesting JP as it pertains to Deshaun Watson and, you know, want to pick your brain a little bit. What are people saying is going on? And if no one's saying anything, does that make them more or less optimistic that there will be clarity by the time we get to the draft regarding Deshaun Watson? 
Dude, Sean, I wish I knew, honestly. It's usually you can hear something one way or another. And there is a theory that whenever everything is silent means maybe a move is coming. And, you know, Pro Football Talk had a report probably last week that there are teams willing to make a deal on Watson before there's legal clarity. But frankly, I'm I don't doubt the reporting. I'm sure someone told, you know, Florio that. But I bet it was somebody from Houston trying to drum up a market to get a trade going for Watson. So, like, everybody I've talked to is you got to wait. And and the fact that everybody feels like they got to wait and that there's a grand jury involved and that there could be criminal charges that come from this, it it just – it leads me to think that Deshaun Watson is an excellent football player. He's a top five quarterback when he's on the field. But there's a reason no moves are being made. And, and, and honestly, the league hasn't done anything about it. And, and the league is waiting. Deshaun Watson was on Houston's active roster last season. Like, they paid him out for the full year. He was an inactive scratch every week. That's absurd considering the situation. And it, until there's some resolution there, Maybe Russ eventually forces his way out, but it doesn't seem likely. And if that doesn't happen, then in two weeks, I mean, it's already happening in DC where people are like doing their best to talk themselves into Mitch Trubisky, which I just think is a bad idea. And Jimmy Garoppolo just had shoulder surgery. So like we're we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater and Andy Dalton, Quarterbacks would drive the market, right? Unless there's some incredible star at another position. And there really isn't this year. There's great players, but all the the talent evaluators, scouts I've talked to, the best term I heard, Martin Mayhew said this today, he said it's a dense draft, which there's a lot of really good second, third, fourth, maybe even fifth round picks, but it's not a lot of high-end talent. J.P. Finley on the nightcap from NBC Sports Washington, reporting from there in the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana, St. Elmo, some other spots down there, some <laughs> tremendous food. I'll tell you this, the JW Marriott, if you can get on the concierge level, has the best chicken wings I've ever had in my life, <laughs> JP. But switching gears slightly, because the combine is supposed to be about these young men that are about to go through this process and hopefully realize their dreams. So give me a couple names of guys that you're hearing that if they have really, really standout performances at the Combine, they could skyrocket up the board. And that could mean from five to one or from, you know, second round to first, you know, so on and so forth. Well, the biggest one is is the tackle Icky from NC State because it's – I'm sure you guys are all over this from an odd standpoint. If you go back a month, six weeks, his odds to go number one overall were 40 to one, 51 yeah, I mean, they were crazy. I think he's going to destroy it this week. Everybody I've talked to that, you know, knows the gyms he's been working out at, all that kind of stuff, it, they think he could overtake Bama's Evan Neal to become the number one overall pick. And, you know, if you had some Wolfpack betters that had some foresight a month ago, they're going to make some money. I, I think you go a little further down the line. One of the things I'm most interested to see is the Bama receiver, Jamison Williams, mm-hmm. who had that really bad knee injury in the title game. I think he still goes in the first round. I, I think that kid's a stud. I, I'm 
I'm really curious on who the first wideout off the board is. I like the kid Burks out of Arkansas just because of his physicality. And fair or not, when I see somebody do it on that level and show that kind of just like kind of the mentality to be tougher than everybody in the SEC, that matters to me. I, I'm curious because a lot of folks think Drake London from USC is, is the best guy out there. There's a ton of pass rushers. Um, it, it'll be, I, I think for people that are used to marquee positions and especially quarterbacks, I think it'll be kind of a, a boring draft is all relative depending on what team you like and, and what they need. But I don't think this is like last year's draft. You got five QBs in the top 15 and, and there's just star power all over the place with the, the Bama wideouts and, and, so you mean people don't people good. people don't boo old linemen, JP? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> but but let me I, let me I, I let me let me let me give you a name this year to be as good as next year. Let me give you a name because year. he was the number one player coming out of high school. A lot of people thought he would be the number one pick in this draft, and he missed a couple games of injury, but he had another standout season. What are you hearing about Kayvon Thibodeau as someone that could potentially, if he really aces? the next month and a half could get back in the conversation as the number one pick. Because when you look at those odds, there is some value if Thibodeau could find and navigate his way back to number one. Dude, I'll be honest. I don't see it. I'm not ruling it out, but I think Aiden Hutchinson, the mission, like if you're looking for a pass rusher, that's going to go after it every snap and make your whole defense better and do everything you want. I think Hutchinson has moved ahead of him and, and you're totally right, Sean, that with athletic performances this week, that frankly, I would expect Thibodeau to be better than Hutchinson at. Could he move ahead of him? Yes. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think his year at Oregon as good as he was and as many flash plays as he made might be kind of looked at as underwhelming. And I think Hutchinson was viewed as, a guy that kind of transformed that defense. Now, if it was me personally, and I'd watched Hutchinson just get abused in that Georgia <laughs> no college football playoff game, I, I would take Thibodeau, but I, I don't know that that will be what happens here. Like, if you're asking me would I take whatever odds there are on Thibodeau to be the number one overall pick, I would. I, I, that's, 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 that's not a flyer I would take. All right, JP, make sure you lather, up, man. lather on that cocktail sauce and go watch the rest of your Terps game, all right? Can I ask Sean something real quick? I'm, I'm, I'm literally standing outside of the JW. Can you get me in the, in the, in the concierge level? I'll text you. We got to go to break. Sorry, JP. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC sandwich today. And we got a lot going on right now. We a got a lot. We got. We're trying to keep our heads on a swivel. Great stuff from JP Finley, who's trying to go uh, head into the JW Marriott and get these infamous wings that Sean King is uh, discussing. Hmm? I got to ask my sister. My sister worked at the J.W. Marriott for like half a decade. She still lives in uh, Indianapolis. Those wings are phenomenal. I need to tell her, ask her about these uh, these wings. Yeah, they are phenomenal. Um, so good stuff from J.P. And it was interesting to hear. Actually, I want to hold off on that because I want to get people updated on games. Okay. Um, Auburn, man, on the road. This is starting. This is a trend now. Auburn entering tonight. 0-5 ATS in their last five road games with three outright losses. They were getting four or laying four tonight at Mississippi State, a team that's not even really on the bubble, and they're down two right now with three and a half minutes to go. Now, could they win? Sure. I mean, they beat Georgia. They beat Missouri. They found a way to win. It's tied up now, uh, but we'll see if they're able to, uh, to pull this one out. Uh, we'll talk more to Brad Evans. He'll join us top of the hour. Uh, Arkansas trying to pull away from LSU. This game went off. Uh, I took five and a half with LSU and maybe a little bit of a letdown spot. That's where the line stayed. It pretty much stayed status quo there, Sean, the entire time. And uh, it's a three-point game with 10 minutes to go. Arkansas has regained the lead since you talked about it and uh, looked at Arkansas some plus money on the money line. Uh, they're in game. So. I just didn't think it was juicy enough. It was a plus, I think, 122. Uh you know, it's 10 minutes left, so it's a lot of time. Left. A lot of time, yeah. I was hoping to get it slightly better than that, so I kind of left it alone. Uh, Auburn is locked. I looked at this. that would not allow me to in-game bet it, but I would take Auburn here. We'll see. I mean, I got Mississippi State plus four, um, you know, pregame, so see if they're able to uh, to pull this one out. Uh, just, you know, that, that Auburn future, the fact that they struggle so mightily. We might get that road. number again. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get I don't know if we'll get 30 to one, but they're showing their flaws uh, and, uh, you know, being away from home certainly makes you a bit nervous. Uh, DePaul has pulled away from Marquette. So I love Shaka as a dog, but when he's a road favorite, I had to roll with the Blue Demons tonight. And uh, DePaul right now leading by 12 with nine and a half minutes to go in uh, in that one. So, like, when I see, what do we got on the ice? How you feeling? So, uh, the Stars went up 4-3. We have uh, a puck line parlay. Stars puck line matched with the Ducks puck line. I mean, the uh, Predators puck line. So, Predators are still 0-0, but they're in the first. Stars are actually in the third period, and uh, they're up one goal. So, I feel really good about that. If we can get another goal and maybe, you know, get another. I'm looking at... Minus two and a half right now in game is plus 225. So I think it might take me a little nibble. Just a little nibble. By the way, are you happy that you didn't, uh, on your solicitation from the from the viewers, didn't take a UConn Creighton in-game bet? Yeah, and uh, 
Predators just scored, so that's great. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I just, you know. <laughs> you know. You know how I feel about UConn and ultimately the Big East as a whole, but especially UConn. Like I just, some teams are your kryptonite. If I bet with UConn, they get mollywopped. If I bet against UConn, then they win by double digits. So yeah, they're just one of those teams. Like Butler is the same way. Um, if I back Butler, they play like who they actually are. If I if I go against Butler, then they generally play out of their minds. But uh, that was good. The Preds scored went up one zero. Be nice to get that in tonight. You might get your plus money again on Arkansas. They're down three. Yeah, I know. I was hoping maybe they can get around about seven, and maybe get about you know plus three hundred. Well, and take a shot. Well, when they keep turning the ball over, that's not usually ideal for them. But maybe you can uh, take a shot in game. So uh, that game near in the eight minute marker. LSU leading by three now. Uh, two minutes to go down in Stark Vegas and Mississippi State will still with that two point lead. Auburn has the ball. More college basketball talk coming up top of the hour with our good friend Brad Evans. But I do want to get back to the combine. And it was interesting to hear what JP said, which was Icky, the uh, the tackle from NC State, is that's who he's anticipating to have a really big combine. And it was, as he mentioned, about a month ago when Dane Brugler put out his first mock draft, Dane Brugler of The Athletic, and he had... Ikuwanu going one, and that shortened the odds here in town. The only place that had it, I believe, in town was the, was stations. Went from 100 to one down to five to one. You saw a similar uh, correlation at DraftKings. And then earlier this week, as the buzz started to fade a little bit and the, the, and the light started to get hotter on Evan Neal, I took a little nibble at plus 650 on, uh, on Icky just because it, it feels like, at least right now, it's trending towards they're getting a tackle. And how do we know that they're going to want Evan Neal over the NC State kid? I, I don't know. So I felt like at plus 650, it was just worth a little bit of a flyer uh, on him. And, and we'll see if he has a, you know, shows out here in, in the combine. Do we have those odds right now for our first selection? I can get you, draft, NFL draft? I can get you DraftKings right now. Uh, and I believe it's... Evan Neal is going to be odds on. Uh, he's like minus 120. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up. Get you the exact odds here. Uh, and then, yeah, it's uh, Evan Neal's minus 115 at DraftKings. Aiden Hutchinson is plus 275. Uh, Iki Ekuwanu, the uh, tackle from NC State, is 4 to 1. Kayvon Thibodeau, 12 to 1. Then you've got a massive See, drop. I just think Thibodeau is worth a flyer at 12 to 1. Why? Well, because his greatest asset is what uh, assets are what are going to be on display. Shorts, T-shirts. He's going to run the fastest, probably jump the highest, have the best change of direction. You know, he's the kind of athlete that a team will fall in love with during this process. And his film on is on the elite side for 40% of it. Now, if you, you're looking for a guy that's going to set the edge consistently – you know, really be a dog in the run game. That's probably not your guy, but if you're looking for a guy that can come off the edge and get to the opposing team's quarterback, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is your guy. So I, I just think if he does it to combine what I think he's capable of, he's a guy, and the only reason I feel like this because there, to me, is not a first-round caliber quarterback in this draft, and I don't think there's an overwhelming option. Like, to me, Evan Neal... 
uh, Iki, those guys are safe. To me, Aiden Hutchinson's safe. I don't think Aiden Hutchinson's going to come in and be a Bosa-type player in the National Football League, but I do think he's going to come in and be a rock-solid player for a decade and be a starter. And, you know, your defense isn't going to be great because of him, but it's going to be above average because of him. So he is a safe player. I think Thibodeau's the one that at times showcases special elite ability. Now, he's had some some injuries, so, of course, the medicals have to check out. But let's just say he goes to the combine and runs, you know, low 4-5, high 4-4-40. And he gets on the bench and, and throws 225 up. And these are things that probably shouldn't matter, but right. when you're talking about the level of athleticism that these guys in the conversation have, he's elite. You know, same thing with Malik Willis. Like, you know, I almost wrecked the day when I looked at something and it was a report that said, well, uh, teams have been surprised by Malik Willis's ability to retain information. I'm like, huh? Like, we, we, still, we still doing that? Right. But, again, it just shows that sometimes the people doing the interviewing – aren't always as knowledgeable about everything as you think, which goes back to Thibodeau. If he rocks the combine, he's the guy I think that could shoot up. And 12-1 to 1 I think is a good good number to take a shot, you know, just because, I mean, Evan Neal's not – no one's comparing him Evan to – Evan Neal – by the way, Evan Neal's a bad bet. Don't don't bet Evan right. Neal. Right. Uh, like, but e- even Icky, they, they're saying that they may go one, but it's not because they're comparing them right. to, you know, some of our all-time, you know, yeah. great – tackles that have come through the it's, next football. It's almost league. kind of a, we, we got to pick someone. Right, addition by subtraction. Okay, right. quarterbacks, none of those guys are number one material. Okay, uh, do we have a standout, never seen before defensive player? We got some good ones, but not like J.D. Davian Clowney, you know, when people just salivating, you know, at the opportunity right. to take him. So, you know, if a guy really, we've seen it happen before, right? Who knew the name Mike Mamula before the combine? <laughs> And Thibodeau was a number one player coming out of high school, so he actually has some name recognition. Real quickly, and we can maybe talk about this a little bit later on uh, in the show, but uh, first quarterback selected. Yeah, I uh, see. These odds at DraftKings, I I think Malik Willis is absolutely worth a play at plus 120. Uh, or sorry, this is Caesars. I got plus 160. 160, yeah. 160, I beg your pardon. I This might be the worst quarterback class I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I need you to really study the tape, though. And give me your full break. I've never seen a group where EJ Manuel. The was teams once aren't excited about any of them. Well, it wasn't that long ago. EJ Manuel went in the first round. Him that and was, Christian Ponder. That was a horrendous. FSU quarterback. You Auburn and Mississippi State are in overtime. Is it where the dog will go to die? We will see. Brad Evans coming up top of the hour. Get get at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 